All right, last and certainly not least, we're actually going to be starting something new this semester. Um, I want to invite Whitney to come up. We're going to... Come on. We are going to start sharing testimonies of things that God has been doing in, in our lives and in your lives. Um, and so every week, we're going to invite someone. Whitney this week, she was the brave one that got selected first and said yes. First one. First victim. And uh, she's going to share uh, a testimony. And what a testimony is, is, a, is giving credit where credit is due, right? And we believe that God is doing things in our lives every single day. And now we believe it's happening in your lives, and it is happening in ours, and we're going to share some of those stories. So to set that, just wanted to set that stage and uh, give it over to you, Whitney. Wanted to share a little bit of what the Lord did um, with me there, and you never fully, you never fully um, understand how much the Lord does. You know, like you don't fully ever like you see it or know it. You just know that you leave somewhere changed. Um, and I know a lot of people, not just me, left there changed. And I think you guys will see a lot of the fruit of that tonight. But two things when I was reflecting on what the Lord did in me. The first one was reminding me to always have an open heart to him and what he wants to do in me. And that can be really hard, um, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it to have an open heart to him at all times. And even if you're in a bad situation or a good situation, he's always speaking, he's always doing something. And yeah, I can't even put into words fully um, the change that I feel after just visiting IHOP. And um, the other thing I wanted uh, to hit on, the second thing that the Lord reminded me of while I was there, um, was just my love um, for prayer and just praying for myself and the people around me and what the Lord wants to do because he's always doing something. And it says in the word to always just be in prayer. And what is prayer? Prayer is just a conversation between you and your creator, the Lord, your father, you know. And it's so powerful. And I didn't realize I was believing this lie that there's no need for you to pray. Like, it does pray, it doesn't make a difference. But the Father died on the cross to give us the keys, to give us the authority um, to have while we're here. And I just, my prayer for you guys is that you guys will receive just that revelation and that truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know a lot of you are going to leave here changed tonight as well for the good. And I just want to pray us in. Um, you guys don't have to understand how to open up your heart to the Lord. Just say, Lord, like, whether you don't know who he is, or you've been walking with him for years, or you just came to know him, he knows you. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to pray. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, This is your place, this is your time. You're the spirit of the living God and I just welcome you here. Thank you that you're present. 
Thank you that you want to move. Yeah, guys, I just hear him say, I knew you before I knit you in your mother's womb. I knew you. If you just think about that for a second, he knew you before you were even in this world. He knew you and he knows you. You belong to him, he created you. He knows everything about you. He knows exactly what you need. Yeah. May we not put limits on what you wanna do here tonight, Lord. May your presence just be thick. May we just remember how real you are, God. May we hear you each and every one of us. God, may every single heart be open in Jesus' name. Give us your heart. Give us your eyes to see. And thank you that you're going to speak to us and have your way in Jesus' name. what I invite you guys to stand. So I know most of you, but I don't know some of you. And if you don't know me, my name is Leah, and I have the honor of being the worship director and one of the leaders here at Alive. And uh, something we like to do here is worship Jesus a lot. <laughs> and um, just as some of us were praying for tonight, I just believe that the Lord, like Whitney prayed, is going to bring us just deeper into the Father's love. And so I encourage you, just whatever that looks like, just open your heart to him. Let him fill you with joy. And um, yeah, Jesus, this is for you. We love you.
place I would rather be. No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be. I would rather 
Father. I thank you that that's a cry of our hearts tonight, God. We're not just here for, to listen to good music or hear a talk, but we're here to meet with the living God, the holies of holies. So, Father, I thank you that you are here tonight, God. And I thank you, Father, that you hear our prayers, that you're not just a religion or a tradition, but you're a real person, that you hear us when we talk to you, God, that you hear us when we sing to you, that you hear the cries of our hearts, that your word never fails, your promises come true, and that you're a good, good father. Papa, I thank you for what you did last semester. I thank you for what you did over break, but I thank you for what you want to do this semester. So God, I pray that right now we would set the tone of this semester, God. Not by production or strategic development, but by encountering you. Because there's no place we would rather be than your living and godly presence, Father. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come do what only you can do, speak to me, and then speak through me. And I pray every single one of us would leave a little changed and a little more like you and the people you created us to be. I love you, Father. Come and have your way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. You have a seat. Can we give it up for the worship band, please? My name is Ryan. Man, thank you guys. That was awesome. Adam, way to bring it, bro. Um, It's good to see everyone. It's good to be back on campus. Um, I have a really quick announcement to make for a very special person before we dive in today. Um, Is my boy Vitor in the house? Where's Vitor? There you are. Come up here, Vitor. Come on, jump up. You're a soccer player. You can do it. Don't knock over the projector, please, <laughs> in your skinny dreams. Man, can we just look at this guy, man? He looks good. He's fashionable, bro. I need to take skills from you. <laughs> well, v- it's Vitor's 21st birthday today. And-, and I know we can't do this for everyone's birthday, but, man, he's a leader with us, and he serves, and his heart is just to love people with the love of Jesus And so I just wanted to honor you, man, and say thank you for being the man of God that you are. You're a privilege. It's just a privilege and a joy to be around you. You make me a better man. And uh, just thank you for having the lion heart of God that you have. And uh, so can we just sing to him? Can we bless him on his birthday? Can we do that? All right, come on, Mariah. Start us off. Deep bird. Awesome, man. Thank you, Vitor. Well, we are so excited to start off this semester. Um, If this is your first time here, my name's Ryan, and I'm blessed to be the college pastor with Alive. We are from the Vineyard Church. Um, And if you were with us last semester, we looked at a sermon series called The Real Stuff. And we were looking at real life issues, things that maybe weren't so clear. And we looked at exploring, is it okay to drink? Is it okay to have sex before marriage? What, what do these things look like? Some of these hard topics that maybe aren't talked about in the church a lot. And this semester, every year, we want to go through a book of the Bible. 
So the first semester, we do a lot of topical talks. But then two years ago, we went through the book of John. Last year, we went, went through the book of Acts. And this year, we're going through the book of Luke, Luke the gospel of Luke. <laughs> and uh, we are just so excited at the Vineyard Church. We're in a sermon series right now called People of the Word. And we really want to encourage you guys that we hope when you come to Alive, it's just a small snack. We just hope it inspires hunger. It inspires you to go and open up the word of God and truly know Jesus like you know a friend. I, I, if your hope is in Ryan, I'm going to fail you every time. Ben's like, amen in that. <laughs> if your hope is in the band, they're going to fail you half of the time because they're really good. But um, you know what? We want your hope to be in Jesus. And we love Alive. We love church on Sunday. But hunger inspires hunger, and we hope that you would join us on this journey, that you would join us. We're going to go through the book of Luke. There's 24 chapters, and we only have 15 weeks, so we can't hit every chapter. And, we, and even today, I'm only going to hit some content in, in the first chapter. But we hope that you go home and are inspired to read the word of God and ask God to speak to you, to breathe on you, to show you who he is and who you are. And I just want to give a shout out to Mark and Whitney. They're every Thursday night starting next week. They're the only small group that doesn't have something going on this week. Just joking. <laughs> um, but it's going to be amazing. Um, I just, that was a joke. <laughs> um, but they're going through the book of Luke, and they're exploring the word of God. They're going to go deeper than we go deeper here. They're really going to open up the chapter that we looked at and probably some other chapters in Luke and really exploring what, what is God saying. So if you want to know the word of God, if some things are confusing, I just encourage you every Thursday, the day after Alive, go to their small group starting next week, and uh, it's going to be awesome. Um, also, uh, with announcements kind of, this week, if you've never heard of Glory Zone, I'm kind of calling it the back-to-school bash, but Mariah and Naomi said that was corny, so we're not calling it that. <laughs> and I trust them more than me because they're cooler. Um, but, man, it's just going to be an awesome time. They live on Nevada Street right by Cafe Paradiso, um, and it's just going to be fun. It's just going to be a ton of worship. A ton of people are going to be there. We just encourage you. If you don't know anyone in Alive, I encourage you, take a risk and come. Take a risk and come. There's information in the back on the small group cards. Their address is on there under deeper. And I just encourage you to come and meet some people because we really want to be a family that does this together. So with that, I'm going to start. And as I was praying about this, we're looking at Luke chapter 1. You know, I wanted to explain a little bit, well, what is the gospel of Luke? The gospel is one gospel out of four that explain and look closely at the life of Jesus Christ. And I was doing some research and reading on Luke that I didn't realize that Luke was actually wrote as a letter to a friend. And I want to ask you this. Have you ever had a dream on your life or something that you were so certain in that nothing would have swayed you? Maybe that was that you were a sport, you were a Cubs fan. For me, it's a Cleveland Browns fan, and wow, they are bad. I've been tempted to not be a fan for them for a long time, but somehow, someway, I keep going. But I've had a lot of people try to talk me out of it, but then I've also had a lot of people say, keep, keep going, Ryan, keep believing in them. But has there been something about your life, or maybe a friend's or a family's life, where they were so certain, they were so confident, but then later in life, because of circumstances, because of doubt, maybe it was a dream or a vision or a promise over your life, and it hadn't, came, hadn't come to pass. I know for me, when I was a little kid, my mom and dad were never married. And I saw my aunts and uncles with their husbands and their wives. And as a little kid, my biggest dream one day was to get married. 
And I remember being 10 years old and just thinking what it would be like when I'd be a teenager and I had to have a girlfriend. I'd pick her up and take her to the movies and that would be, I'd be so cool. My life would be complete, you know. And, and I'm 32 years old and I'm blessed to have an amazing um, woman in my life now. But it was a long, long wait. And a lot of time I doubted. And a lot of hardship where I was like, man, is this ever going to happen? Can anyone relate to something in your life? Well, Luke wrote this letter to a friend named Theophilus. I know it's a cool name. Adam's going to name his first kid that, he told me. Actually, I just made that up. <laughs> but that would be a cool name, right? Mark, I could see Mark doing that. You would do that. You'd be like, Theo. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so his friend is Theophilus. He was a strong believer. He, he was do, living for the kingdom of God. But because of the persecution that him and the church was going under, they were struggling. They were doubting. And, and Luke, as a friend, Luke was known as a physician, as a doctor. He was an investigator. This dude was smart. It's like Eric Diaz and Owen put together. That's how smart this guy is. That's smart. You know what I'm saying? I mean, gosh. <laughs> um, Man, this dude was smart, so he did this research, he did this investigation, and with all the evidence in the world, he wrote a letter to his friend to reassure him that we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, as it says in Ephesians. I think we have a slide up there. It says we are saved by grace through faith to keep running the race, to keep going, that just as God was faithful to send Jesus Christ to save us for our sins, that he, God will not abandon his people. Have you ever had a friend like that that maybe needed your help, that maybe needed a word of encouragement? Or maybe if you could think of yourself in the past when you're going through a hard time, if you could write them yourself a letter right now, what would you say? What would you say to them if they had a dream or a promise over their life or over your life? Ben, what would you say to yourself 20 years from now? Think if you could write yourself a letter to, to, to remind yourself of the evidence of God, that, the, that, that God is a good, good plan for your life, that it's real and that his promises are true. And you could think of every piece of evidence you can, detail by detail by detail. And this is what Luke is doing through the gospel of Luke. So as we read this, read this as if God is writing a letter to you, reminding you that he's real, that he's good, and that he's a loving, loving father. So with that, today we're going to look at two stories. There's two stories in the Gospel of Luke, and I wanted to do something different. I actually didn't want to put, I, I usually put the, uh, all the scripture on the um, screen, and I just wanted to encourage you, if you have a Bible, I'd ask you to open it up. If you have your phones, you can open it up to the Bible app, um, or I just also, if you just want to sit there and simply listen, sometimes when I read while someone's talking, and it's actually more distracting, <laughs> and others of you are like, no, I want to read what you're saying to make sure it's true, and amen to that. <laughs> um, so we're on Luke chapter 1. I'm reading out of the NIV, and I'm just going to go through this. So the first story is a story about a man named Zechariah, and we're going to start on uh, verse 5, and it says, the word of the Lord says this, in the time of Herod, king of Judea, Judea there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abishiah. His wife, Elizabeth, was, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were upright in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commandments and, regulation, and regulations blamelessly. But they had no children because Elizabeth was barren. 
and they were both well along in years. Verse 8. Once, when Zechariah's division was in duty, and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the customs of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when, when that time had happened, and the time of burning of the incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled, and he was gripped with fear. I'm going to stop right there. So basically, this is what's happening. You want to go into a church at night. The, the church doors are open. You go. You want to worship God. You want to go and burn some incense, which is some really awesome candles. Um, and out of nowhere, you're praying. You're talking to God. And then, boom, an angel of the Lord is right there. I don't know about me, Ben. You would be scared. I would be scared. I'd be like, whoa. And, he, and the angel of the Lord appears. And this is what he says. The angel of the Lord appeared to him standing. I already read that, didn't I? Yep, I did. Um, here he goes. Verse 13. But the angel of the Lord said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayers have been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. And guys, I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to kind of read and stop, read and stop. We're going to do a cool dance like that. Um, and I felt like the first thing that the Lord wanted us to know for this semester, and again, re remember that this book, this 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 chapter, this book, the Gospel of Luke, is a letter. It's a letter to reassure his friend why God is real, why God is good. And I wonder if he's, God's trying to tell us something, that he hears our prayers, that he hears our prayers. Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth must have been praying for children for years. They were well along in age, a.k.a. they were old, a.k.a. they were really old. Like, more than grumpier old men old. They were old. <laughs> Thanks for laughing. Um, <laughs> sometimes they work, Leah. Sometimes they don't. You know, you just got to take a risk. Um, <laughs> they were old. But God says, hey, don't be afraid. I see you. I know you. I hear your prayers. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I talk to God, I, it can just be a habit. And do I really believe that he hears me and that he hears you, that he knows the desires of our heart? He loves to speak to us and let us know that we're not alone. So Zechariah, back to the story on um, verse 14. The angel of the Lord says to him, he will be a joy and he will be a delight in you. And many will rejoice because, because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or, or other fermented drink. And he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from birth. Many of the people of Israel will bring back to the Lord their God, and he will, be on, he, will, he will go on before the Lord and the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the, of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteousness to make ready of a people prepared for the Lord. And guys, he just doesn't hear us, but the Lord says, I have a destiny and purpose for your life. This is your first time. This is what Alive is all about. We want to awaken students to who they are in God and who God is in you. Because if we know who we are in God and we know who God is in us, nothing is going to stop us. And I'm not standing up here like I've achieved that, but we are on the journey of believing in that day in and day out. 
And I love that the angel of the Lord says, Zechariah, I've heard your prayers. You're going to have a son, and this is what your son's going to do. This is what he's going to be. And guess what? The same way that the word of God was spoken over John the Baptist, Zechariah's son, he has spoken that word of God over your life. He has spoken that destiny and purpose over your life. And it's bigger than a job. It's bigger than anyone you're going to marry. Those are all great things. But it's a God-given purpose that no one can ever take away from you. Because he's created you, it says in Ephesians, before all the creation of the world to do set purposes that he's given you in advance to do. Guys, he's called you into the game. He made you you because he knew you could handle it. He gave you the family that he gave you because he knew your family needed you. He put you here at U of I for such a time as this because he knew that you were going to make a difference at U of I or Parkland. You're not a mistake. You're not an accident. There was a purpose for Zechariah and John's life, and there was a purpose for your life. And so if God has given you a promise, how do we respond when I felt like as a little kid, he said, one day you're going to be married and one day you're going to be a great dad. It was easy to believe sometimes, but other times it was really hard. And I struggled with doubt, and especially when I dated the wrong people or made mistakes. And when I got to my 30s, man, a lot of doubt came then. <laughs> hey, when you're 30, tell me if it's that easy, all right? <laughs> So Zechariah, picking back up on verse 18, Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? Listen to this, guys. God speaks over Zechariah, this great vision, gives him the promises he ever, ha ever wanted. And he said, wait, how can I be sure of this? Doubt will come knocking. Zechariah knew his physical circumstances. He knew he was really old. He knew that he couldn't have kids anymore. It just didn't work anymore, you know. It just, oh, man. <laughs> if you have any questions about that, you can talk to Eric Diaz after the service. He'll explain that to you. <laughs> or Owen will. <laughs> but he responded with doubt and not faith. And let's be honest, how many times has God spoken things over our lives and we just haven't believed it? I know I have. How many times, again, going with this analogy that I didn't think I would ever be married or I would ever find the right person. And even now that I have this amazing person in my life, now you know what the fear comes? Oh, you're never going to be a dad. You're not going to be a lot of kids. You're, you're not going to be a father because I didn't really grow up being that close to my dad, even though we are now. But will I stand on fear and doubt or will I trust the word of God that what God says is true? And his word never fails. So the angel answered, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. I'm picking up at verse 19. Um, I stand in the presence, presence of God. And I went, I went to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day that happens. Because you did not believe my words. Focus on that. Because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their proper time. He did not believe the words of God that will come true at the proper time. How many of us, man, when we are given a promise, we want it now. 
right? It's hard to wait. We want it now. We want it our way, not God's way. We want it, you know, and it's hard to wait. And I don't know about you, but when someone believes in me, I will give my life to them. I lay it down. When I, I back, of course, I have to talk about football. When I had a football coach who would yell and scream and say, you can't do this, you can't do this, yeah, I would believe that. But when a coach put his arm around me and looked me in the eye and reminded me who I was and reminded me that he believed on me, I will lay my life down on the line for him. There is so much power in believing in each other. And I don't know about you, but if I tell someone I'm going to be there for them and they believe me in that, I'll do whatever I can to keep that word. Guys, I think God feels that way. When we believe in him, when we believe what he has spoken of our lives and we live by faith and not by sight, Man, he loves the underdog. He loves the underdog story. This book is a book of underdog stories that trusted in the word of God, and they changed the world by it. Zechariah was a great man of God. I'm not saying I wouldn't have a response just like him. But when God speaks a promise over my life, I want to believe it and live by faith and not by sight. Because too many times I've doubted. Back to the story in verse 21. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he had stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized that he had seen a vision in the temple, but he kept making um, signs in them and remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord had done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown me favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. And the last point of this story, even when we're not faithful, God is. And I love that even though Zechariah responded with doubt and didn't believe, the promise still came true. And friends, I believe God wants you, some of us to know, all of us to know, that he's more committed to your life than you are to your life. That he promises that if he started a good work, Emma, that he will finish it. Because he loves you. And he loves you more than you love you, believe it or not. And he will pursue you. And he will say, I'm not giving up on you, Carol, because you're my daughter. You're my girl. Michael, you're my chosen one. I believe in you, Kevin. And I'm not going to give up on you, even when you give up on yourself. And I love that. He responded with doubt. Yes, there was a consequence, but the promise came true. And later in the story as it goes, when they were trying to pick a name for his son, he, he signed to Elizabeth. Elizabeth said, his name's going to be John. And of course, her family, who she loved, said, John, why would you name him John? You know, doubt, right? Don't name him John. And out of nowhere, Zechariah responded and spoke in faith and said, his name will be John. And his voice was returned. If the Lord takes us into the desert, if we, if we enter hard times, he's always faithful to bring us out. And we look and act more like him. Because in those hard times, he shows us who he is and who we are. The second story is a very similar set of circumstances, but yet with a different response. Story number two, still in the first chapter of Luke, on verse 26 says this. In the sixth month, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, um, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, 
a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings to you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Verse 29. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered, what kind of greeting is this? But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have, you have found favor with God. I want to stop right there. Friends, I believe that some of us just need to know tonight that God's a fan of you. That he's a friend of you. Like, he's really, I felt like I heard, he's really like your fan. Has anyone ever seen the movie We Bought a Zoo? Any chance? The five of you? That's like my favorite movie. You should go rent it. Um, but there's this part where the, the dad and the son, they aren't getting along and they're fighting constantly. He's, you know, son's a teenager years and he loves to draw and, and his father finds one of his drawings and they're opening up a zoo, hence the title. And uh, they, he goes and puts posters of it everywhere and billboards and he calls his son over. He says, hey, check this out. And he shows him a poster and his son didn't know that he did that. And he just says this line that the Lord pierced my heart with when I heard it. He said, when you start to believe, I'm your fan, man. God's your fan, guys. And I believe there's some of you that know that up here, but don't believe it in here. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? I think he sees a masterpiece, a son or a daughter that he loves, that he believes in, and he delights in. That you are favored in the sight of the Lord. Verse 31, you will give birth, you will give birth, you will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of, of, of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, but his kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be barren in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. Do we believe that what God says over our lives, if we stay plugged into Him like we charge up our phones, if we stay plugged into him by reading his word, by drawing close to him, and even if we don't, he's faithful to complete the promises that he's given to us. And he says, with me, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. But we do have an invitation. Will we choose to go left or will we choose to go right? Will we choose to ask him to guide us? Will we choose to trust him in the midst of doubt? For me, you know, when I'm in the late 20s, when I'm feeling like giving up, I remember I had a bad relationship and I was just done. I'm like, God, I'm done. I'm done dating. I'm done trying. I've tried for so many years to do this my way and it always fails and I always end up hurt more hurt than I was before. I'm done. I got to a place of surrender because my whole life I put my hope in the hope of finding a wife and the hope of finding a wife and even though I was growing with Christ, he wasn't first in my life. And I just surrender that dream to him and say, God, if that dream, if that promise was true, then I trust you. I'm done trying to make that promise come to fruition in my timing and in my way. 
I lay it down to you. Because, guys, the promises are good. But if we try to do it in our own way, in our own timing, we end up making mistakes. And it's hard to wait. But will we believe that with God, for what he's spoken over your lives, that nothing is impossible? Let's look at Mary's response. I just love this so much. We're in verse 38, and it says, I am the Lord's servant, Mary. Mary answered, may it be as you have said. And then the angel left her. I just want to read that again. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be as you have said. Another version says, no word of God spoken will ever fail. Could you imagine if we lived a life and had faith like Mary? Could you imagine when God spoke over our lives, if we just said, God, I trust you. I trust you. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to look, but I trust you. I trust that it will come to fruition in your timing, in your way. I'm your servant. I'm loose change in your pocket, John Wimber used to say. Do with me what you want. Because I promise you guys, we have great dreams for our lives, but he has better dreams for your li- our lives. Just yesterday, we had a coaches meeting. As you know, we have 12 uh, coaches who are young adults who just volunteer their time to, to mentor, disciple, to be a part of a live. And we had a great meeting. And I just left. And I got in my car. And I was getting emotional. I was like, God, I just can't believe this is my job. I can't believe that I get paid to do something I love. Now, I'm not saying that this job isn't hard <laughs> sometimes and I don't want to give up. But God spoke to me when I was 27, I was on the world race, and I was in Thailand, and I was in a hammock, spending time with him, reading his word, just trying to listen to know him better. And I felt like this voice spoke to me, not audibly, but deep within. He said, hey, Rye, when you're 30, you're going to be a pastor. And I was like, what? I didn't want to be a pastor then. And I'm like, that's not God. That's not me. And he says, he's like, you're going to be a pastor for three to five years. And you're going to serve the leadership that you're under. You're going to be a Joshua where you're going to learn from them, but then you're going to serve them. And once when you learn to serve someone else's vision, I'll give you your own vision. But before I can give you your own, you have to learn to serve someone else's. And I remember being hit by this. And in my mind, I'm like, is this God? Is this me? I'm like, I don't want this to happen. I don't want to be a pastor. No offense. <laughs> a literally. And I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to write down my journal. Three years later, I'm in Guatemala, and I get a call from my boss, Mike Yoder, and he, I get a call from another church in Columbus, and they say, hey, we want to we interview you. We feel like you're supposed to be our next college pastor. And I was ready to move to Africa. I had raised the money. If any of you heard of Heidi Baker, I was going to serve with her in her ministry, Iris Ministries. I'd raised money, I told hundreds of people, and I felt like God said, it's time to go home. And I didn't know where home was. I said, Is that, I'm from Ohio, is that Ohio? I lived in Georgia, I came up in Illinois for a couple months, and he said, knock on this door and trust me. And two, three months later, I got hired, and my first day, guess what day it was? My 30th birthday. I got hired and became a pastor. And God spoke that word to me three years before. (laughs) I chilled right now. 
guys, I didn't even want that to happen. <laughs> but now that I know Ben Perkinson, I'm really glad it did. <laughs> and I'm so thankful to be here. And I'm so thankful that God has a better plan for my life than I have for my life. Will you trust him? That his plans are great, wild, and full of him. Let's look at how the story ends. On verse 39, at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she, where she entered Zechariah's home and, was, and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child who you bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of the Lord should come to me as soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears. The baby in my womb leaped for joy. And here it is, guys, in verse 45. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. Blessed is she. Blessed is he. Blessed is we who believe what the Lord has said will be accomplished in our lives. I want to be someone who believes in God. It says he looks down from heaven, looks at all the hearts of people. And will we be people of faith or doubt? I've doubted so much in my life, guys. And I look back with regret and say, God, you've come through for me time and time again. Why do I doubt? Give me more faith. One of the best prayers you could pray is say, Lord, give me faith. Give me faith to believe in you against all odds because I promise you that when you believe in God in a way that only he can, he will come through in your life. And his, Luke was writing to Theophilus and says, keep believing. Remember the story. Remember the story of Jesus in history. Remember the story of Jesus in your life. Could you imagine if we were a ministry and a family that if Eric and Adam, you were roommates that believed in each other that looked each other in the eye and said, remember the story of Jesus in the book and in your own hearts. Remember the story of Jesus because our story isn't over because his story isn't over. And his story is being lived in, in and through all of us. And I want to be a people that believe, that live by faith and not by sight. Will you join me on this journey in the times that it gets hard and we doubt and we stumble Will we be a people that pick each other up and say, I'm going to believe for you until you can believe for yourself? Because there's great power in family, and there's great power in that. So three things I ask you to remember. The Father hears our prayers. He hears us, and he knows us. That his promises come true in his timing and not ours. And will we continue to wait trust and believe that he's a good father and the word of the Lord will not fail in our lives. Will you in the worship band, can you join me up here? And guys, I, uh, you know, I, I use the example a lot of, of marriage and the dream of being a husband one day and a father. And many of you may know this and some of you don't, but a word that was spoken to me when I was 10 years old that I'd be a husband one day finally started to come true. And if you know any bit of me and Mary Jane's story, we have had a very unique story. <laughs> um, when I started to like her um, three years ago, um, I was so scared. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm a little bit older than her, and we have a pretty unique story. And I, I just thought, no way, God, this can't happen. This isn't of you. And I, I prayed, and I waited six months. And my goal was to wait until she, she graduated a year and a half later. And I remember being so distraught at times. I remember one time literally being at my job, at my other job, and getting on my knees and just saying, God, I need a lightning strike from heaven. If this is of you, I need to know. I can't do this alone. And I struggled with doubt, and there was a lot, a lot of tears in the waiting. And when she finally found out I liked her, she didn't even like me back at first. And if you know our story, um, we just now, over break, got engaged. <laughs> and uh, we dated for, for a year, and I, I knew, I didn't even dated a lot in my life, and I knew that she was the one I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. But there were still more trials. There was still more doubt. There was still more criticism by, by some people. And it made it hard. And we waited longer than we wanted or hoped to. And I actually bought a ring six months ago. I, I actually uh, bought it last February and paid it off in May. And my plan was to, to do this amazing engagement in May. And I had it all planned out. And I was so excited. But yet... It couldn't happen. And so I'm going home to Ohio for Christmas break, and this is six months later, and it's, the ring is still at the jeweler. I didn't even want to have the ring because my heart was hurting this whole last semester. I struggled with doubt, with the promise of God that I believe God's spoken over my and Mary Jane's life, would it ever happen? And I went, I, I was driving one day, like two days before we left, and I just felt like I heard the Lord say, go get the ring. And honestly, I was just going to get it because I was scared someone would take it or switch out the diamond in it or something. I'm like, it's been there for six months, I better get it. And I remember I went into the jeweler, and uh, she's become a dear friend, and we both just had tears in our eyes because I said, I don't know if I'm ever going to get to give this to Mary Jane. And I went home, and I, I had the ring with me. Before you know it, God just started opening a door, cracking a door, and said, Ryan, this is my promise. This is what I've spoken. Are you going to stand on the side of fear and doubt and what some people think, or are you going to stand on what I think and what I say and the side of faith? And he confirmed it to me through many family and friends and people, some in this room, that are very dear and close to our story and reminded me to stand on the rock and the promises of God and not the doubt of enemy, this world, or other people. And I share that. That's vulnerable. That's fresh, guys. But it's real. So if I could say anything to you, don't give up on the dreams, on the promises that God has spoken over your life trust in him, even when they don't come to pass, even when you start to get them and you think that it's them, or maybe things don't happen the way you want them to, but it doesn't mean they'll never happen. His promises are true. He's a good, good dad. doesn't make lies up. And so I hope you can see this 32-year-old guy that's been wanting to be married since he was 10 years old, and it gives you hope.
that if you want to be married, if you want to be a mom or a dad, or if you have a God-given dream or destiny over your life, keep trusting in him, keep waiting in him, keep hoping in him, and watch how he comes through when you least expect it in his timing, in his way. Will you pray with me? Father, I just thank you, God, that your promises are real and that you're a good father. And God, I just thank you for Mary Jane and I's story, and I pray that it inspires and encourages others. <laughs> that anything really great in this life normally isn't easy, but it's always worth it trusting and believing in. So I pray for my friends that the purposes and the destinies and the promises that you've spoken over their life that they will take hope in and they will know that you hear them and that you believe in them and that you're a good father and even when doubt and criticism and adversity and everything else in them tells them to give up and to stop believing there will be a mustard seed of faith that hears you whisper in their ear I believe in you. And I pray that they will trust you and know that you are good. I just thank you for just all the dreams and all the relationships and destinies and plans that you have brought unto each and every life here, God. Thank you that you promised what you brought together. No man will separate. And that is a promise we have held on to and been reminded of as we choose to believe. So I just thank you, God, for your faithfulness, your goodness, and your love. And we just say we trust you with our lives all the things that you have planted in our hearts. Even when it gets hard, God, we believe. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Father, so I just thank you. And God, I just pray that we, as we sing this next song, that we will step into the promises you've given us. And Father, I just pray that if there's people in here that are doubting and struggling, that they will come to a coach or a leader on the side and they will let someone pray with them and say, keep believing, keep trusting, keep going. Because just like you did it then, you'll do it again. And you're faithful for the words that you've spoken. So help us believe, God, and we give you our unbelief. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys may stand and uh, we're gonna go into a time of worship and... Uh, there's going to be some coaches and leaders on the sides. If you need some prayer, please take a risk and let someone pray for you.
every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. the name above every other name Jesus the only one who could ever say worthy of every breath we could ever breathe we live for you we live for you holy holy there is no one like Open up my eyes and wonder Show me who you are and fill me with your heart And lead me in your love to those around me every song we could ever sing worthy of all the praise we could ever bring worthy of every breath we could ever breathe we live for you Jesus, the only one who could ever say, worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you.
places. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes and wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Before we go into this last song, I just felt the Lord just speak something to me. As I look at Ryan and Mary Jane's story and my own life and the stories of the Bible, I, I'm reminded of when you believe something, that when the Lord speaks something in your heart, fight for that thing. I've had the honor of walking with them through a lot of this journey and they've both had such steadfast faith that I've admired and I've, I've learned a lot from their story <laughs> and I just feel like tonight God's saying that he wants to be the God of miracles for you that while we, we see the beautiful union that God has brought for them I feel the Lord saying that it's not just for them <laughs> it's for you and for me, and for Adam, for Eric, for Dale, it's for all of us. Yes, and Gabe. <laughs> like, and yes, and Lindsay, and all of us, <laughs> and Owen. But seriously, guys, there, there's a promise, multiple promises over each of your lives. And so this last song is called Miracles, and I believe that God's gonna break through. And so I just wanna take a moment, just close your eyes. And I want you just to think of a dream or a promise or a miracle that you're searching for in your heart. For me, I'm just gonna be real. There's been a lot of, of doubts that I will never be a mom. <laughs> and you know, my mom is my best friend and my, my mentor. And the enemies tried to say that I'll never be able to, to make it like she has. I'll never be able to make it as a mom like she has. <laughs> But I believe that one day I'm gonna be a mom. <laughs> and I know that. And so whatever that is for you, whether it's marriage or it's your calling, whether it's something even smaller, like, God, I just wanna make it through this semester. <laughs> I wanna get good grades. Like whatever that is, whatever that promise is, I want you to think of that thing. And as we worship during this last song, I believe God's gonna speak hope. He's gonna speak truth. He's gonna speak life into you, each one of you. God, we, we just receive all that you have. Thank you that you're a God of miracles, that you're a God that can do the impossible. Holy Spirit, thank you that you change everything, that when you enter a room, when you enter a space, when you enter our hearts, that that is where the breakthrough happens. And even when the storms are raging, God, thank you that we are not shaken. We cannot be shaken because you live inside of us. So Holy Spirit, we invite you to come even more. Do it only you can do in Jesus' name.
just to believe in her, but to believe in the one that brought her into my life. Because she's an amazing, amazing gift, but the giver of the gift is even better. And so if you are at a place right now for whatever dream or whatever vision that's been on your life with all eyes closed, would you just raise your hand? And I just want to pray a special prayer of helping you to believe right now in this moment. So God, I just pray the way that you have helped MJ and I believe that you would bless my brothers, you would bless my sisters right now, Father. I just impart faith right now to not live by sight, but to live by faith, to live by faith for the calling on their life, that they are special, that they are prized, that the dreams and visions and promises that you've given to them, God, will come true in your timing and your way. And Father, so I bless them with the power to believe, the power to believe that the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, that when Jesus, the God that sent Jesus, will not abandon his people, that his words don't fail, because a good father doesn't tell a lie, but he speaks promises that are true. So Father, in your timing and your way, I just bless them to take heart and wait. Because God, your Father, makes all things beautiful in his timing. And Father, for those of us who aren't raising their hands, let us be people who help others believe. Let us not be critics who point the finger and say, you can't do this or you can't do that. But let us look people in the eye when all the odds are against them and when no one else believes in them and says, I believe in you and so does God. Let us be people who inspire others to help them know who they are and that they have an amazing, awesome, wild, and great purpose and destiny to their life. I thank you, Jesus, that you are the God of miracles and that when we can't believe in ourselves, you still meet us, you still chase us, you're still faithful, even when we're not. Thank you for this family, God. And I just pray you'll change our lives this semester. And that you use us to change our campuses, change our friend groups, and be the light and the hope of the world that you sent us into this world to be. That we all are missionaries with his hope and his love living within us. That word is for you right now, Zach. Will you believe it? Will you truly believe it?
Well, thank you so much for coming, guys. We're so excited for this semester. Uh, there's some snacks outside, small group info. We hope to see you next week. Um, or please check us out this Friday at Glory Zone or if you're a lady at the ladies' night on Saturday. God bless, guys, and hope to see you next week. Yeah.